welcome to the third episode of Gagi Gadoda. Let's talk. I'm here with Grace White. Here we again. are with way better quality and yeah, you know, technical yeah. issues. We're here. We're out here living our best with this new recording setup. Um, our last episode had it too. Um. Our, our last episode, we finally recorded with our microphone, so we're pretty excited. But anyway, yeah, how have you been, Grace? Pretty good, actually. I mean, like I said in our last episode, just dealing with things and pushing on, getting through it. You know, this pandemic yes. is ruining a lot of things, but you can't really look at it as ruin and just take opportunities to do the best you can with what you have. Yeah. That's good to hear. I got some new brackets on my braces put in. Um, How was that? Like, Weren't you having like migraines and stuff? Oh my god, it was terrible. I'm like all of this for straight teeth. I don't know if it's worth it, but um, no, <laughs> yeah. I got new. Bra- huh? Oh, I was just gonna say. I feel like I want braces. Like I don't think I I'd like- have to have them too long, but I definitely feel like I want them just to fix me for the rest of my life. You know, with teeth. So okay, so I got my braces on right before the pandemic hit. It was right after my birthday and Valentine's Day. And then I got them on at the end of February, went on spring break. And then like, I didn't go to the orthodontist because it was like shut down for like, I don't know, until like July. And then so my orthodontist is like, making my treatment like every three weeks. And so like every three weeks we were upping my like wire size and I don't know, it was just like a whole thing. And I'm like, luckily nobody sees me. Yeah. That's what I was just about to say. Like if that was the best time to get it, you don't have to interact with people. You, Mm -hmm. people don't see you actually have braces and you have to go through that phase where everybody sees you. How long, how much longer do you have with them on? It really depends on, um, it's going to depend on the duration of my, like, my bands to, like, for my bite. And, mm-hmm. like, so it depends on how quickly we can get them on for the end of the year. But I I think my orthodontist is like, well, we don't want, you know, you to waste all this time and money and get them off early before we're, like, finished with your treatment. So, like, yeah. I was like, I'm graduating in May and I'm getting married in August. Like, I'm not going to – I'm going to take them off, obviously. If we're not ready. But they said basically they could take off my top ones even though it's, like, not ideal. They can. And then I can, like, smile in my pictures and stuff because I don't want to be graduating and having those pictures, like, with braces on. Like, yeah. How long did they say that you'd have them on for? They said next May. But because of the pandemic – um, it really depends. I don't know. We might, we're thinking like by May for sure by May, but if not, like they'll take them off and then put them back on. So yeah. Have you noticed a change with them already? Like with your teeth? Oh my God. Have they been changing? It's like really sad, but I had a really bad scissor bite and, and it was just like really weird, but nobody noticed it except for me, obviously. And now I took, I take progress pictures like every three weeks and holy, they're like, actually changing my bite is already changed it's way better but yeah it's like I started work you know and mm-hmm. <laughs> nobody even knew I had braces for like the longest time yeah like, I told them I had braces like nobody knew but anyway that's what I've been up to um I also started looking at like 
I think I'm going to like just go forward and like, cause remember, I think I might have in the first episode talked about wedding planning, but basically like I was reluctant to plan the wedding because I was just like, well, we don't know like what August is going to look like. Right. And so I kind of held off. I was like, whatever, I don't, I'm no rush, but I think I'm going to do it. It's next August. It's almost a year away. Um, so I'm going to go forward with wedding planning and getting everything ready. So I've been Yay. doing that. Yeah, I'm so excited. I'm so excited. I just feel like I have to start working on the wedding bod now. <laughs> the wedding bod. Yeah. The, see, the maid of honor bod. Yeah. See what dress we're going to go with. Oh, my God. I'm so excited. I know. I feel like you and me and like a few others need to like plan a trip. Like I'm talking like January, February and go try on dresses yeah. and stuff. So that'd be so fun. Especially when I, I wrap gonna... up basketball season. Oh yeah. My last and season. I'm... Yeah, I know. I'm like really excited. So I started like, like looking into wedding details a little bit more. That's like for my personal life. Obviously it's not what I'm doing like day to day, but like, yeah, I've been looking at wedding details, kind of color schemes that I like, and I don't mm-hmm. want to like tell anybody about them obviously but like yeah the vibe is picked out um there's like a lot of little details that go into a wedding like music like I'm like oh my god I have to make like a wedding playlist yeah that's true and it's tough to know what you want to play but I know because I'm like a lot of people like country but like me and Mikey don't listen to country so like I don't I don't really either never I've like know a couple of good country songs but (laughs) I've never been able to you know listen to get down, down by the, the honky tonk <laughs> that's not the <laughs> tractors <laughs> oh my god yeah so that's been what i've been up to but i just i'm really excited to get my braces off i'm like i don't really feel like myself but yeah like you said luckily nobody sees me and then like wedding stuff has been is like really cool to because i'm like oh my god i'm gonna marry like the man of my dreams that's the like a dream, big deal yeah. for me I'm I so just glad you love- found him. It really took a while, and here we oh, are. It took a while. You know, right it was worth all the struggles and heartbreak, and you oh got him. God. You found I him. Got- I secured the bag. <laughs> <laughs> secured no, it with a rock on the finger. It's so dope. I'm, like, so happy. I Like, he's just, you know, like, it's so cliche and, like, dumb to say, but it's, like, that puzzle piece that, like, I think one thing with Mikey that really has been – uh the determining factor if like I could marry him is that he feel like since the first time I started talking to him he felt like my family and he felt like not just like comfort but straight up like ride or die family like mm-hmm. that bond that we shared was so much like a family bond that I just was like I've never had with anybody and yeah. he's just such a ride or die like if I needed him right now I was like man I left my pencil my favorite pencil in Mandarin, he would like come out and be like, you know what? Yeah, you that's your favorite pencil. You need that. You know, like, he's just <laughs> such a nice per he's just a mo- I think he's like one of the most genuine people I've ever met in my entire life. And yeah. My boyfriend with a pencil would probably be like, Well, that oh shucks, not your pencil. <laughs> do what you gotta do. <laughs> Find another one. Yeah. Um but- oh, so we should our you know what? Let's announce a giveaway at the end. They can wait, they can listen. And yeah, we can go to the give end. him some deets first. Yes, but we are going to announce our giveaway at the end of this episode, so stay tuned for that. We're really excited that we got to put together our first episode and our our first giveaway, excuse me, and um, just kind of you know be able to give back to people who are supporting us with our first like endeavor of like yeah, 
Yeah. It took a while to get rolling. And this is something that's so new for both of us, like with advertisement and like getting followers to listen. And we're such a startup, like, you know, starting from really nothing, no advertisement until all of a sudden, you know, here we are with a podcast. So mm-hmm. we definitely just have to work on advertisement. And when you're listening, share it with people, you know, do what you can, share the link, maybe share a post or two for some followers. Yeah. I was really happy last week when we didn't have our episode just because – we didn't have an episode a lot going on. There was so much going on. I think the biggest thing that me and Grace, when we were like, we're, we want to do a podcast, the biggest thing is that me and Grace, like Grace is a student athlete and taking full, full credits, right? And then I work full time and then I'm taking full credit. So me and Grace are like straight up, like busy, like every single day of the week. And so the time commitment was getting difficult. And then... We were just having technical difficulties, I feel like. Yeah, I mean, I think everybody knows that life just happens. And being able to mm-hmm. go with the flow and not hold any type of – you you committed to this time. There's no – we don't want this to be like a stressful thing. And to speak freely, get to get it done mm-hmm. and, you know, feel good about it is most important because yeah. we both are like – oh, I can't today. I'm literally in the library for whatever. I have this assignment. I'm writing this paper. You know, mm-hmm. time crunch. Let's go at seven. It's like, oh, well, let's go at eight. And it's like too late to go at eight. So it's a yeah, big time Yeah, but I feel minute. like it is. But like we enjoy it. And I feel like, um, yeah, I mean, like the topic of today is we want to talk about friendships and relationships. And I feel like me and Grace have gone through just – it's it's hard because I'm Grace's aunt and she's you know Grace is my niece and we we grew up like sisters with you know Ashley and um well Ashley is her sister duh but like Ashley is, like grew up as my sister too but it's hard because although we have that bond me and Grace are actually friends too and I think that since we've gotten older we've had a really hard time navigating our friendship because it's always ride or die right for each other you mm-hmm. know. Yeah, it's always about but, if I need you whenever I could call you and be like, hey, I need to just vent or I'm breaking down, whatever. Mm-hmm. And here, okay, I'll call you in 15. I'll call you in 10. Like, what's up? And Even if we're fighting. Yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. I mean, even if I we're fighting. The biggest lessons like I've learned recently was just being able to be super accountable in our relationship. Like, we just had recently one of one of our bigger fights. Like, earlier this year and on the way to Velpo, I'm like, I just need to call her, you know, I need to call her. I need to apologize. Like mm-hmm. being truly sorry about things and being able to express that and open up and not let things build up. Like in our friendship, we've definitely had things that just build up and we don't yep. communicate as much as we could just because of time and et cetera. So there's all these things that will just build up and we don't really let go of until we have that good talk where it's like, okay, well, I felt like this, this might have been out of pettiness, this might have been whatever, but being able to get on the same page because, you know, the journey of life just keeps going. And yeah. if you don't catch up with each other and, you know, remain on the same page, but we've always had the foundation of being there and willing to work it out and talking and know that, you know, our, our relationship, our friendship, our blood bond of you being my aunt is forever. Yeah. Mm. I feel like that is the concrete that has like maintained me and Grace's friendship for this long is because we like when me and Grace, Grace got on the varsity basketball team in seventh grade and I was a senior. And so 
when she like started playing basketball on the same team as me and wasn't like on JV anymore, I think like me and Grace's bond started forming then, but it wasn't just like aunt and niece because like me and Grace have memories throughout our childhood of like the family dynamic. But that's really when our friendship really started when we were actually like legit friends where we'd like go out to eat and like go do things together and like be there for each other. And then I think that when we kind of got into undergrad, it started to like, get difficult to express our emotions on a level where like we could fight and make up right away. Yeah. We were younger and like going through it was going through it. You know, like my freshman year was such a hard time in my life. Like I lived 17 hours away from home. You were starting your undergrad. Like we talked, we talked more, but it wasn't like it was just hard to feel the distance growing, just not being in the same place and spending our summers together, whatever, et cetera. But, you yeah. know, one thing is, is like when I started my basketball career, other than my parents and like some around me, you were like the one that was like, you can go to vision one. I remember like reading these texts when I'm in like eighth grade, seventh grade. And, mm-hmm. you know, I really had you as not only like a best friend friendship, but you were like my mentor, you know, you're like, Hey, basketball wise you got to watch me grow in that way and all my Mm -hmm. AU tournaments and stuff and having you just believe in me like hey you can you can go division one and really putting that like planting that seed in my head because you know Mm -hmm. knew more about basketball you followed like the Gophers and Lindsey Whalen way more and like being able to watch basketball with you and talk basketball when I didn't really have that with my other girlfriends either like seventh Mm -hmm. grade was a time where I really started parting ways with my friends that were just going down a path that I really couldn't, you know, like a lot of my friends, I look back and it's really sad. Like some are on drugs, you know, bless the babies that have been born, but a lot of my friends have kids and it's just a total different pathway that I had to take. And you really like, let me know that I could have a female friend. And even though you were so much older than me, Mm -hmm. it really like helped grew me up and like started like shaping goals that were so different than my friendship group. Like my, yeah. all my friends were boys, you know, like after yeah. I got out of that stage and start hooping, like I couldn't be with the girls that were, you know, not really going to school. I, I couldn't really see them. Um, it just definitely changed and start making decisions that you really helped like shape because not only were you my family, like leading me down the way, but like the basketball path, like shaping how I thought about things and getting me up in the morning or going to the gym and shooting in the summer, like you definitely were one of the only ones that knew I could make like a career out of it. Yeah. I think that was one of the most important things in our friendship where we were like, oh, we could, you know, grind toward dreams together. And then like when we started, we, I feel like our relationship went through so many phases. One of them was like, we were young, you know, high school, middle school. And then I got out of school and you were in high school and then you got out of high school and then we were both in college. And so each phase of that, I feel like we, I think I posted this the other day, like we kind of had to get to know each other um, again in different ways where we were like, having to get to know each other's interests who were in, in each other's lives. Like for instance, like I met my friend Sierra Villabrun in yeah. my freshman or yeah, my freshman year. And like you met her, you had to meet my friends. And then like I met Carrie, you know, and like, mm-hmm. so there were, there was a dynamics of us like having to get to know each other again when we kind of fell off like our sophomore year when we were like kind of not talking as much and kind of grew apart. And, but I think that, 
we both have gone through it with like our personal friendships where I have all the love in the world for everybody I've ever been friends with. And that just like slowly drifted apart, like things change, like, you know, the, and how I can attest to that is like me and you have fallen off multiple times. And we've, we have that, that's what I'm saying is that family dynamic, why we've been able to pick back up and become friends, like legit friends again. And so Mm -hmm. I have nothing but just love and, you know, you know, just that, that undying love toward that person for everybody I've ever been friends with, even though we've like grown apart and stuff. It doesn't mean that I don't care about them. It's just like, sometimes people grow apart. And I feel like one of the cool things about like having the indigenous perspective is that like, a lot of people in our communities are just like family. Like, you know, oh, if yeah, something bad sure. happens, we're like, God, like we're right there. And um, so I don't know. It's been my my friendships have changed so much in the last 10 years. But like right. I have been sober from alcohol for two years and I, I don't smoke and I haven't smoked for, you know, a very long time. Not that it was like a, it, n- neither were issues for me, but it really changed my life to Mm -hmm. become sober and to no longer be involved in like smoking circles or stuff like that um and it's really just changed my friends so now like my close friends a lot of them just don't drink and and, Mm -hmm. and it's just it's a preference of like what are you doing on Saturday night do you want to FaceTime and be you know just like little things more of like my personal interests now and it's not a bad thing it's not a bad thing to drink I have nothing against people that do drink and it's always awkward sometimes I can tell when people don't know how to act around me when they're drinking and I'm um sober and it's it's a weird dynamic but not drinking has really changed my friend group. And um, I yeah, think it's kind of crazy to see. I mean, you really are who you surround yourself with, you know, like people yeah. having goals. I mean, I still have friends, like we don't have the same goals. We don't have the same ambitions, but like, I still love you. I just can't kick it with you daily. I just, we just don't relate on so many topics or whatever the issue is. Like, I know sometimes when I go home and I change, like, you know, I've grown, I'm away from home for months at a time. And like, I come back and they're like, oh, you're just whatever, you're white. No, no, I'm educated. Like I get into debates about it because it's like, oh, you're doing this, like, oh, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, no, like, this is just me, me now. Like I'm just educated Mm -hmm. now. I'm just, whatever I'm learning, I'm growing. And I'm, I'm trying to help you understand like these different perspectives because living on the reservation is really a bubble it's really a closed off like I think it is if you allow it to be for instance I think that the people who I consider my friends now and like some of the language circles that I'm a part of and just working as my coworkers at the school district and stuff that I consider like you know people that I would consider a friend they have such abstract views that don't pertain to solely just reservation communities uh, or reservation mindsets and um, the thing that it is, is we are very secluded. There's no doubt about that. We're, we are so secluded here, but one of the things that we are more attached to is people that can think like-minded as us. Like, like I live here, I live in Red Lake. I work up here. I go to Bemidji state and I, we can talk like, look at our last podcast. We just Mm -hmm. talked about like politics and stuff. So I really think it's, it's exposure and um but really yeah like you said it's like who you are who you 
surround yourself with, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's so – it is really what you make it, like, in your mindset. And we talked about, I think, in our first episode about expectations and what parents hold on their kids. And I feel like that's one thing that should really be pressed is expectations of res kids. Like, when I hold the camps in the summer – I'll tell the followers a little bit about it. I try to every year have like a summer camp that allows like young girls. And I've had a group of guys, little group of boys um, at my program. And it's really about just like being able to have them think outside the box because not many people are aware that there's a box or, you know, the lifestyles are so different and you kind of just fall into a lifestyle that you can just live on the res and only do that and make a living, which you really can. You really can. But being able to Mm -hmm. know that there's different things out in the world that you can do or following dreams or finding interests that you didn't know that you had just from getting out of like your comfort zone. Because I know when I'm home, I am most comfortable. I have Mm -hmm. my family surrounded by me. If I had a problem, I could call. If I stalled out on the side of the road, I know that there's somebody that would like come and help me that I wouldn't have to be in danger. You know, I worry about breaking down here around Chicago or on the drive home where it's, they're strangers. You really don't have a clue about people's other people's intentions when, like you said, Red Lake is so family oriented, tribal oriented because of the people and who you know that there's not those like little worries or it's comfortable walking five miles on the road, you know? compared to walking around here and you have to check your back and stuff. Oh, yeah. That's how I felt in Minneapolis all the time. Like, there was always that element of being nervous. I mean, I feel like just as women, we always have to, like – Be on guard. And men don't, like, understand that, like, it's not just, like, women's – I mean, we don't have to go on a whole tangent about this, but, like, everything they can do, like, go for a run by themselves and stuff. I think my professor was talking about that the other day. He can go for a run and not worry a thing, but, like, his wife goes for a run she has to worry about like making sure she's checking her back just on a run. And so, yeah, it's like a crazy element. But another thing too is like, just about like the dynamic and like your friend groups changing as you kind of develop new interests and stuff like that. I feel like that's kind of been my thing for relationships. And I feel like that's why, you know, my fiance, you know, and my, my husband to be is a, uh, he's a, he's sober, you know, mm-hmm. he's an, he's a native man who's sober and he's been sober for a few years and he's in a PhD program. He's going to be a doctor soon. And so I, the things that I wanted in my life were to be able to put everything back into my community and specifically mm-hmm. into like the language community and use my education to, you know, assist in whatever way that looks like. And I don't even know what that looks like still, cause I'm still so young in my career, but like mm-hmm. my soon to be husband emulates all of the traits that like I have become. And right. I feel like Emmanuel also is a replica of like a lot, like he's determined he's mm-hmm. in a, you know, ambitious. It, 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 ambitious. He's like, he's health conscious. He is really nice to people. He is, you know, mm-hmm. um, really courageous with like, um, you know, just his stance in politics. And I feel like that goes the same for you and him, you know? Yeah. And being able to like have friends that are able to share their perspective and you're like, Oh wow, that's cool. Like put me on, you know, having people that put you on to, better things in life or open a window door for you that 
you wouldn't have known without building that connection with somebody and being able to grow in conversations and be surrounded by people who are on the same grind or on a grind with you. Mm -hmm. You know, like I love to just like sit and talk and learn about Mm -hmm. whatever. Like you put me onto this. Oh, I didn't know this. Like, you know, this perspective, you know, this and that. And I, Mm -hmm. I never had that exposure to that. And that's kind of what I like about like being, I'm a lot of people's like first native friend. Mm -hmm. And so like being able to talk about native issues and talk about native genocide and kind of bring exposure to some of our cultures and even in class being able to talk about natives is cool because people never hear that people don't hear the perspective people don't know a lot of native people yeah and I feel like some of the friends I've developed in the last like god I don't know um probably like my sophomore and junior year. No, probably more so my junior year, like in sustainability. So there's a sustainability office at Bemidji State. And like, I've really gravitated towards a lot of them. And I'm just like, man, we have nothing in our personal lives that are in common, but we share this like commonality of like environmental um, activism and whatever Mm -hmm. form that means, whether it means like getting a minor in sustainability or, you know, whatever the sustainability major is. And, you know, I just met this, um, this girl at at BSU, her name's Anna, mm-hmm. and we hosted a event together that was campus wide at you know my school, and she became like one of the coolest people I've like ever met, and I'm like really happy to call her one of my friends now. But she's like, you know, from a completely different background. We study completely different things. Right now, mm-hmm. she's like in Mexico doing um, something for uh, this uh, thing that she's a part. Of. She's basically like living with a family and she's tutoring the family during COVID. And so to speak English and she's learning Spanish. So it like, it's a really cool concept, but anyway, she is so into sustainability and she just like inspired me. But if you look at us on paper, she's not native. I'm native. She lived in Bemidji most of her life. I'm, you know, from Red Lake. I study indigenous studies. She studies environmental, whatever, you know, so we have Mm -hmm. a couple of commonalities, but you know, I always learn something from her and she always learns something from me. So it's like, you might not have to have all things in common with friends or people that you're dating, but being able to learn mm-hmm. and like enjoy learning with that is like so important in friendships and relationships. Yeah. And handling those differences too is so key. Like me and my boyfriend are pretty different, but we, we share like a lot of the same things, but being able to learn like those different, how you grew up, whatever, et cetera, learning how to deal with being different with other people and like using that to grow, you know, is definitely key. Yeah. I know. I, I, I noticed that my people that I aspire to be like are um, changing more and more. Like as I get older, I'm like, man, like uh, for a long time, I think, uh, you know, the people I aspire to be more like was like, you know, like Anton Troyer and more of the indigenous studies. And of course that like who I inspire to be like, but now I'm like, man, look at like, you know, like what Tara's doing and what Nona's doing with Honor the Earth. Like, mm-hmm. look at these environmental groups that I want to be a part of and no- and educate myself so I can help. And like, so my concepts, even like, even though like my main drive is like language and culture stuff, um, the environmental stuff I've been really involved in, like trying to get myself involved in and like helping. Um, but it's really it's changed my friend group now again after mm-hmm. three years of being like having this type of friend group but yeah the differences are 
always going to be there, but it's just like, I don't know. It's yeah. cool. Like it's cool being around different people too. I kind of enjoy it. I don't want to be around people that are always the same, you know? Yeah. That's, that's so true. Definitely. Friend groups change so much. And I was just thinking about like my graduating class and like my boys, like my core boys that have just been there. And every time someone's home, like we try to all link together. And like, that's just the, one of the best moments like I have, like, I always look forward to being able to be with my bros, Robbie, Anthony, Rob, like, you know, all being Jamie, like my Mm -hmm. day ones, like Riddell, you know, like we all make it a point to get together and it's just the best moments because it's, we don't get it all the time. Mm -hmm. You know, we get to have fun and we get to all talk and, you know, laugh at the dumbest things, but it's always so sad, like leaving home or knowing like that's one of the moments that who knows when we'll get that again and letting go of that stuff and like missing, you know, missing it or feel like you're missing out on someone's life is always hard. But I always know like when we get together, when we link back up, it's a great time. Like it's always the best to catch back up and be with each other again. Even if we're all on different paths, all doing different things, all changing, like getting in and out of relationships, like we all have that bond when we're back together, like it's going up, like we're having fun. I feel like, I feel like your core friend group of, you know, you and Aaron's friends, like, I feel like they all like are trying to be something for themselves. And I think that that's like so dope when you look at them and like, like Rob, like I'm like, I'm so proud of Rob McLean for everything he's done, man. Like he, there's like, there's a sign up at one of the Panema uh, classrooms and it was like Grace White and, um, you know, it was like Buck Jordan. And then it was like Rob McLean. <laughs> and I, I was like almost crying. Cause I'm like, Oh my God. I remember when they were like in third grade, you know, like mm-hmm. with like, you know, my nephew Aaron and I was just telling my coworkers about it. I was like, Oh my God, I almost want to cry. Cause it was like Red Lake leadership up on a board at the mm-hmm. one. I don't remember whose classroom it was at the Panema school, but I saw it. It was like Daryl Seeky, you know, and like Buck Jordan and Rob McClain, Grace White, and like um, some of our past uh, leadership in Red Lake history. And I was like, I was like, wow, like Rob and Grace really went and did that in class 2017 from this school. Like, that, yeah, that, it's just incredible. It's, yeah, I always tell Rob, like, wow, we're out here. Like, it's hard. I know it's hard. Like, the wear and tear on your body, being away from home. Like, I was just telling mm-hmm. him he's home right now. He had to handle some things. I'm like, you're so lucky that you got to go home. Like, I might see my family at Christmas, yeah. but, like, how are you home? He's like, yeah, my coach did not like it. Like, he really didn't, <laughs> he really didn't want me to go home. But here I am. You know, he's, like, sitting around with all his siblings, and I'm like, that is such a great time. To be able yeah, to go like, home and the families understand yeah. like what you're doing and that's the inner circle. Like nobody really knows how hard it is. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's like so dope that you guys are like cousins too. And you guys can like relate on that level of, you know, coming from the same school, being the first two athletes to like go conquer that academic like challenge. You know, I feel like you guys jumped from, well, Rob, of course, went to United Tribes. Like his story is actually like crazy when you think about it. Like, yeah. The fact that he went to tribes and then he jumped to D1. Mm-hmm. Like, he went and did that. Like, yeah. that's, like, inspiring as hell. Mm-hmm. And you he know? got to go spend some time with natives and then go to the Division One, The big league. Exactly. Yeah. We had a talk in my, my class about, like, um, the boarding schools and how, like, Haskell now is 
is that hurting or helping or like how is it? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, that would be so great to just know that you're surrounded by natives. Like when I'm walking around, I'm like, maybe he's native. Like my radar goes off and I'm like, <laughs> that's got to be a native. She's got to be yeah. native somehow. And I'm like, mm-hmm. do I go ask? And I'm like, you know, I'm going to like, are you native? And they're like, uh, no. But sometimes I usually hit that spot on. They're like, oh yeah, like whatever. But yeah, it's a whole nother yeah. field. Yeah, for sure. Well, yeah, the 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 friendship game and the relationship game are just always changing and it's it's just it's a part of life. Like you got to grow, you got to you got to face the growth and just love the growth, love the process of growing and like yeah. who that brings into your life, who that takes out momentarily or forever. It's just um Constant just got to look at it. It's just a journey, you know. It is, for sure. But so we just wanted to announce our giveaway. So um, we do have a few of you ride or die followers, and we just wanted to say thank you so much for posting about it, for um, sharing our posts, for listening, for downloading and subscribing. It really means the world to us because we're just starting out. And uh, yeah, we need all the support we can get. For and sure. It really makes makes us feel good to know you guys have our back and want to support us in a new endeavor. So. Yeah. And like hearing people come reach out to me and be like, oh, that was dope. Like, I really like that. Or, you know, I just listen. I love that or whatever. Like that means a lot. Even if it's five people who are like, hey, like I mm-hmm. love that. I love listening. Like that's what it means. Like if we have a few followers, whatever, I'm sure we'll gain more along the way. But like the mm-hmm. support really is everything. Like you're listening. You took the time to listen to us, even to support the 30 minutes. Like mm-hmm. that's what's most important too, is just our followers interacting or connecting with us, being able to listen. Right. And it just, the support is like what we want to give back on for the people who have really been supporting us and to our new followers, of course. Um, so we have a giveaway that I think we're going to do for what, about two weeks, Grace? Have it go for two weeks and then. Yeah. And like, then maybe, maybe like our what is, will it be our fifth episode? We'll announce the winner. Yes, our fifth episode will announce the winner, and we will um, probably do it on a wheel, like the way they've been doing the raffles online. But so our giveaway is um, we have a full set of lashes um, by Beauty Volt and Lash and Brow Bar. So Walea Mastin. Um, graciously donated a full set of lashes to our first giveaway so thank you Walea we love you so much yeah she's the Um, best and I highly recommend those were one of the best time to have those on I loved my lashes she does a great job and I think she gave the option to either do a full set of lashes or do a brow wax and a tint so it's really up to you yeah either or yeah um, yeah, so it is a lash and brow bar. So I know that if you want something with your brows done, she can do that. But if you just want the full set of lashes, she can do that also. And then we do have a $50 Ulta gift card that we will be giving away. And then we are going to have a custom uh, Gagi Gadota cup um, made by my niece, Tammy and Grace's cousin, but more like, more like sister level, you know, Tammy's yeah, more like a she's sister. The best. She's great. I love Tammy. And so, yeah, so we got a full set of lashes, $50 gift card, and a custom coffee cup. And the rules are that you must be subscribed. I don't know if you can subscribe on iTunes, but you at least have to download our episodes. And then you do have to leave one review 
on our, um, either on Spotify, if you're listening on Spotify or on iTunes. So whichever streaming service that you're listening to, just comment one thing and that's how we will find your entry. Um, and we will be putting them all on, uh, in the wheel, probably on the night before on Wednesday before our fifth episode. So I'll put the date up on my Facebook and Grace will be sharing that too. But so that'll yeah, all be up. Thanks for tuning mm-hmm. in. We'll we'll get to see who wins this um, this free giveaway. So we're excited and yeah. Well, thanks for tuning in. We love you guys. We'll see you soon. Talk to you soon. I mean, not see you soon. <laughs> <laughs>